This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and of course, welcome to TED Talk this morning. We're going to be going through some working from home stuff today, or hybrid, whatever you want to call it. And as we know, it's been a conversation that's been happening for some time, at least since the beginning of the pandemic. But the thing is, a lot of people already did work from home or on the go or hybrid or or a bit of both. Take digital nomads, for example. A lot of traditional office workers might have been a little bit jealous of their quote unquote office, whether it's a by a pool in Bali or a cafe in Rome. I certainly know I was. But thanks to technology and in no part pandemic, the reality of hybrid working is here in full force, whether some people like it or not. And let's be honest, there are some people that just don't like the idea of it. Whether they're individuals or companies that have their own way of doing things and have done that way for a long time. If I can't see you, how do I know that you're working? That's probably a phrase that some of you might be familiar with. But for those companies that have fully embraced the idea of hybrid, there is some seriously impressive tech out there that can make communicating easier and often more productive. I had the pleasure of being invited to Infocom Southeast Asia just a couple of weeks ago in Bangkok. It's an exhibition and a summit for transformative technology in the audiovisual space, aimed at companies that want to gain a lead and be ready for marketplace trends. And it was clear from the exhibition that hybrid is here to stay, at least for now. There were around 130 different companies from all over the world showcasing their tech, with brands like Microsoft Teams, Bose, Shure, and Jabra, who I managed to get some time with for this piece. And if you're a solution seeker, there was something for you, whether you were in education, transportation, hospitality, healthcare, retail, or enterprise. Even Malaysia's Ministry of Defence was in attendance this year. As I said, I managed to get some time with some of the senior people at Jabra to get their take on the whole hybrid working movement, a movement that they're fully embracing, I might add, with most of their staff on a hybrid working arrangement. First up, I managed to get some time with Agnes Koh, who took me around the Jabra booth and showed me some of their devices. Hi, my name is Agnes. I'm from the regional product marketing team for Asia Pacific. So welcome to the Jabra booth over here at Infocom 2022. Okay, can you give me a bit of a guide as to what you've got on display here? 
Over here itself, Jabra's exhibition mainly is going to talk about hybrid working. So hybrid working becomes very important and a very popular working model right now because we are now in the endemic situations. So most organizations out there are you know, allowing their employees sometimes to go to office, sometimes you can work in, uh, at home itself. So over here in this entire Jabra booth itself, we have five different experience corner, ranging from working from home, hybrid where you require flexibility, as well as meeting room solutions all over here. We not only talk about the headsets itself, but as well as video solutions from Panacast 20 all the way to um, Alliance collaborations with Lenovo. Um, we have the Panacast 50 room system. Just to jump in here, if you don't know what the Panacast is, that's Jabra's uh, product for video conferencing. And which do you think right now um, it, most people would be using? Most people now, right now is going to office and they are looking for something which is called meeting equity. So what does meeting equity does is that you have an equal opportunity regardless whether you are in at home, in a cafe or physically in the meeting room itself. You want to be seen, hear, be seen and be heard. So Jabra is evolving all our solutions of our Panacast towards this area itself. So if you take a look over here in terms of our Panacast 50 room system itself, it is really targeting towards the uh, meeting equity. Okay. So users who are seated over at the meeting room itself will have an equal opportunity to get their face clearly been seen thanks to Jabra Panacast uh, 50 180 degree field of view. Right, right, right. We also have features that includes intelligent uh, zoom, virtual directors, as well as the latest feature, dynamic compositions. I love the idea of meeting equity, but equally, um, there'll be some of you that hate it. You like to sit in the back of a room and not be seen. This technology, though, ensures that everybody is involved in the meeting, wherever you are. It focuses on you, it makes people know that you are there, and that you are a contributor to that particular meeting. No more hiding at the back of the classroom, folks. My worry is, I mean, and this is a conversation I have with people at home, what if hybrid working is, is something that's going to disappear? Because a, a lot of companies now are, are toying with that idea. Some, you know, some, some of them want their staff to come into the office full-time permanently. And it, it, that's a difficult situation for a company that's pivoted to move towards hybrid working, right? Um, definitely. Um, some of the most of the organizations are towards hybrid working, but definitely there are some organizations mm. that are more traditional mm. and prefers a face-to-face -face approach, which is totally and perfectly fine. But one thing we need to take note of is that the um, mode of communication when it comes to working right now definitely is on unified communication, virtual platforms. So you still need to talk to other customers, you know, and also um, partners, not just within your company itself, but moving forward to anybody that's outside your company. So virtual um, meetings is definitely, we have to accept the fact that it's going right. to be around, right. right? So that is why, um, not only just in terms of hybrid working, but as long as we, um, the virtual uh, meetings is around, right, then definitely you need all these technologies to leverage up in terms of the communication. And speaking of technology, I mean, I know I'm at a conference for companies and businesses that were focusing on hybrid work. But there are some companies that seem to be very well in tune with it and knowing almost exactly what we wanted as employees, as customers. And I wanted to speak to somebody about this. 
So I managed to get hold of Pradeep. He's the strategic regional head of marketing and marketing strategist um, for the APAC region over at Jabra. Nobody really saw the direction that the world was heading into. We didn't know there was a pandemic coming. We didn't know we'd be hybrid working and working from home. Yet Jabra seemed to be on the ball very quickly and managed to pivot and do very well with their product range right now. How did you manage to pivot so quickly? Okay, so let me start with pre-COVID time, right? So even before pre-COVID time, Jabra was a big advocate of work from anywhere. Right. Right? So we were we were like telling everybody, even us as employees, we were like saying that, okay, if you want to work from home, if you want to work from anywhere, just work from anywhere, right? So that's where uh, we have our audio solutions to empower you with technologies and stuff, right? So it was quite easy and we were quite agile in terms of like change our whole concept and everything. And when Zoom and Microsoft came on board, it was quite an easy way and it right. was a great solution for us yeah. to bring forward. So it's it's more like uh, we were ready at the time and everybody came on board and it becomes like a hybrid solution. But right. even from the beginning, we were doing work from anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> right? So it's kind of hybrid. So yeah, we were, we were uh, advocating that thing for a so, long time. I suppose that's the kind of answer you would expect from a company that is going all out on hybrid working and you know pushing the tech for hybrid working and it makes sense demonstrating that there are ways that you can do this wherever you are in the world and now for the most part many of us can do our jobs with just either a smartphone and a laptop a pair of decent headphones wherever you are in the world we're going to take a short break here on tech talk on bfm 89.9 when I come back, I'll be having a quick listen to Aurangzeb Khan. He's the Senior Vice President for Intelligent Vision Systems over at Jabra. Um, and he had a hand in some of the very, very cool tech. But more than that, he had some real insights into the whole working from home phenomenon. Also, I will be hearing from Holger Reisinger, and that's something you might want to stick around for. This is Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Business-filled minds, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Tech Talk this morning. If you're only just joining us, I'm speaking about my experiences over at the Infocom Southeast Asia event, an exhibition and summit for transformative technology in the audiovisual space aimed at companies that want to gain a lead and be ready for marketplace trends. Not only that, of course, but we are hitting on the hot topic of the moment, working from home and hybrid working. One of the big issues is for those people who have invested heavily in working at home. And as we mentioned a little bit earlier on, there are some companies that want us to return to the office, RTO. But there are also those people who are at home who are thinking, I've spent all of this money to work from home. I know I'm productive. What do I get back for my return on investment? And 
What is the right solution to this? Is it fair to ask them to go back to work, knowing full well that they can be productive whilst they are at home? Now, obviously, there's no real right or wrong answer to this, and it will depend and vary based on your company, based on your industry, and based on your work culture. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, there were a whole bunch of things happening at this event. There was a fireside chat with guys from Microsoft Teams. Obviously, they were a demonstration of products, but there was also insightful conversations with the team about working from home and the hybrid environment. And one of the people that I managed to uh, spend some time with was Aurangzeb Khan. Uh, and he was involved in the intelligent vision system over at Jabra and helped to create some of the very cool tech that's involved in their Panacast series. And that question was posed to him, you know, what is the right solution? How do people get a return on investment on all of the gear that they've bought whilst they're working from home and all of the gear that companies have bought whilst working from home. And this is what he had to say. We believe the right answer is to really give people flexibility, right? And flexibility should be genuine flexibility. We had an article from Holger, my colleague in Fortune, talking about flex washing, the idea of the illusion of flexibility and not the real extra flexibility. People want flexibility. They want spatial and temporal flexibility. They want to choose where to work in. Hold on to that thought of flex washing. We'll be catching up with Holger in just a few moments to find out what it means and what kind of impact it could have on companies and you and me. The, the, for knowledge workers, it's an amazing time because with the level of technology now available, you can actually be able to. So our view is that giving people true flexibility is the best way to keep them fully engaged and motivated in the line. So not, you know, one day a week or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at the office or whatever, that people decide. A lot of my meetings in Europe, I live in California, I work in Silicon Valley, so in the morning a lot of my meetings are with Europe, some at home. I used to be like early in, late out, now I'm like half the day home. I go in at noon and then I'm, you know, out like 6 30 or so. That's my experience. So to answer your question, we hope they keep using their home office and we hope they get a great experience when they go to the office. There is a study, and I'll show you an example I have more by Microsoft and others that pointed this out, and I'll tell you what we're doing about it. But what it basically said is that if you are remote all the time, people who join your company when you are remote sometimes feel less connected. You know, the social capital, the trust we build by being around each other allows us to take risks, you know, say half-formed ideas, strategic thoughts, brainstorming. People who are less comfortable, they are a little bit more reticent. And that's the that's the downside, right? So, you know, the people who are new, who've never built that social capital, are less likely to participate in some of these strategic thinking, brainstorming, you know, those kinds of ideas, because that requires trust. Now, I'll tell you what we've been doing. It's my longest running meeting. So starting in, because I mean, it just happened overnight, right? March 2020, I set up a weekly call with my whole team. It's 30 minutes, Friday, 11 to 11.30. It's open mind. There's no agenda. It's sort of like, how are you doing? What's happening? What's good? How, you know, how's the family? Just just a chance to sort of have a, a scheduled water cooler moment. <laughs> you know, during the week. And it's helped us a lot. It's helped build that capital. 
So some very interesting insights there from Aurangzeb. And one of the big things that you might have picked up on from that and his discussion was this idea of social capital. Um, I'm sure you're aware of it, but if you're not, just a quick reminder, it's a set of shared values or even resources that allow individuals to work together in a group um, to effectively achieve a common purpose. It can also be thought of as the potential ability to obtain resources, favors, or information from one's personal connections. Often these kind of things happen around a water cooler, you know, or those moments when you least expect them to happen, like when you're working at your desk, somebody comes and taps you on your shoulder and, you know, distracts you. But that distraction is often for the best. And of course, these random interactions can't really happen whilst you're working from home. You can't randomly bump into your colleague whilst you're in your own kitchen, for example. If you did, that's something very weird and perhaps something we should talk about. But he did also mention something to do with Holger, Holger Reisinger. Now, Holger Reisinger is a bit of a thought leader. And if you head over to Fortune, he wrote an article um, called Companies are flex washing to attract talent, but there will be a backlash. This was published back at the end of August of last year. And of course, with Holger in the same room, it would be rude not to ask him exactly what he meant by this. So I had a few minutes with Holger and had a chat. Here's what he said. So during the presentation, I was hearing about this idea of flex washing. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, so maybe just to elaborate a little bit and give you some context, there's a misconception between what leaders and uh, organizations are saying when they speak about flexibility. So basically they want to give their employees uh, freedom of choice when and where to work from, right? Um, but what employees want is actually full autonomy. So for example, they don't want to be uh, commanded back to the office. So now in the war for talent, uh, companies addressing the younger workforce generation very often lead with we are a flexible workspace or place, uh, we are providing hybrid work, etc. Uh, but very often it's not really lived like that. So giving full autonomy to the people where and when and how to work. And, and how does, you know, companies that have been around for a long time and they've done work their very specific way, they've gone into hybrid working because they feel as though they've had to do it and they haven't had a choice to do it. And now they're pulling people back into the office. How do they get these people to meet in the middle? Because there are some people who don't want to go into the office now that they've learned right. that they can do whatever they can from, from home. Yeah, I think the good thing is that companies, ultimately leaders, are listening to their employees what their preference is, right? And we know that's a global figure and definitely also uh, supported here in Asia. Pack 80% of the people want to do hybrid work, right? Uh, and that's that's good because it gives more flexibility in you and my life. Um, the same audience is also saying, two-thirds of them to be precise, want to also come back to the office for collaboration and for keeping social context. So there's a challenge, right? From an enterprise decision maker, how to plan for those people if and when and how they are coming back to the office. So just things like capacity. How many hot desks do I need to write? What's happening with my allocation of meeting rooms? Do I have enough collaboration spaces for them? Um, so that, that's a challenge for the, for, for, the, for the companies. For the employee in my side, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. 
So think about you working from Australia. You can work, work your day from east to west, so to speak. You continue in Southeast Asia, you go to, I don't know, uh, and end up maybe in India, right? So you embrace that flexibility, you, you get more done in a virtual setting. But at the same time, when you get back to the office, you're expecting uh, a certain experience in that environment. And if the company has not changed and adjusted for this hybrid way of working, where 80% of the meetings always have a virtual participant, then you probably get disappointed, maybe even demotivated. Or you might say, hey, when I'm on my own working from my home office or this other location, I have all the personal devices enabling that, but when I come to the office, it's not there. So it's a challenge on both ends somehow. Um, and yeah, people have to meet by just listening to each other, uh, collecting that, crowdsourcing that feedback and, and uh, better uh, ourselves from the workspaces we provide, but also the way we work. I mean, there's been some interesting observations. I mean, we've been hearing about what we thought, and I say we, people of a specific generation, you know, thought that younger people would actually prefer to work from home majority of the time. Yet we are finding that a lot of these younger people are wanting to go into the office because they want that interaction. They want, if it's their first job in particular, you know, they've not met some of the people that they've started to work with. What's your thought on, thoughts on that? So absolutely. I mean, if you... If you're a graduate, left university, enter your professional career, you actually don't have an experience on that job. So how do we learn? We learn by observing other people, see how they get the job done. Um, we also have no network, basically not created any environment of trust. So the best way to create trust is by people-to-people -people interaction, right, in person. So they really need the office to go, to observe, to learn, to... Uh, build trust, but also to feel a sense of belonging, to adjust and adopt the culture of an organization, um, and to ultimately get confident and uh, also feedback. Are they doing good, right? Um, if you take myself, being an old dog, I want to get to the office uh, because there's energy in the room I want to take from those people. And I, I want to listen and learn uh, from, from what people require. And sometimes it's difficult to have these personal conversations if you are on video, if you work from a remote location. So we have different needs when it is about coming back to the office. And Maya is the younger generation having the very basic need of making connections, learning about the job, creating a sense of belonging and or feeling a sense of belonging and, and, and ultimately build trust in the network. So there you go. That was Holger Reisinger, the Senior Vice President of Large Enterprise Solutions over at Jabra. So what did I learn from this event? And what did I learn from speaking to these people? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's clear that there are some companies who are not happy, for lack of a better word, about hybrid working. But there are those companies who really have embraced it. And they've seen differences. They've seen happier employees. They've seen better productivity. People are not happy when they're commuting to work. They're not happy when they're stuck in traffic. And that's a fact. But we also know that there are things missing by not being in the office. 
But whilst we wrangle with all of these issues, or for some people, non-issues, there are companies, as we know, out there producing tech, making things easier for us to do really cool stuff. And Jabra, without a doubt, is one of those companies. I want to take time to say thank you to all of the team over at Jabra. And I'd also like to thank the people over at Mustard Tree Communications for making this possible. If you missed any part of this show, remember you can download the podcast wherever you normally download it from. I recommend using the BFM app. It's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. For Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, I'm Rich Bradbury. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.